Hello and welcome to the Groove Sofa podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Lucy. And together we want to invite guests to come and share their grief with us. Our aim is to cover a whole range of grief from a whole range of people. We're sorry for your loss, but we are glad that you have found us. Thank you for listening to the Grief Sofa podcast. In today's episode, we welcome Millie to the Grief Sofa as we remember her mum and dad. Millie talks about the sudden death of both of her parents and how it affected her as she went through school and university. We discuss the amazing world that is the Instagram grief community and the importance of connecting with other young grievers. I'm Millie, I'm 27 and I'm a sociology master's student. That's based in Manchester, but I currently live in Bury St Edmunds in Suffolk, um, which is my hometown. And I'm here to talk about the loss of both my parents. I lost my dad back in 2010 to a heart attack. And then five years later in 2015, I lost my mum to a variety of complications, but the cause of death was multiple organ failure. That's so difficult that you've lost both of your parents. How old were you when your dad passed away? I was 16. That's yeah. so difficult. Yeah, it was very difficult, obviously. And yeah, my, my brother was even younger. He was, he's five years younger. So he was 11 when dad died and 16 when oh mum died. I was just going to ask if you had any siblings. That's so tough. That's so young, isn't it? It's, it's incredibly young, I think. Yeah, when you're 16, you kind of think, oh, I'm sort of an adult. But looking back, 16 is so young. Yes, oh, that's so true. I can really resonate with that. <laughs> so back back when you lost your dad, that must have just been an absolute shock. Yes, it was completely um, because it was just completely out of the blue. He, we yeah. didn't know that he had anything wrong with him. Yeah, what happened was... I, I was at school and I had the teacher come into the classroom and say, oh, can I take um, Millie out and can you bring all your stuff? And um, I didn't question it, which is quite bizarre. Like I was a very well-behaved student. I would never get mm. sent out or anything. Um, but I just kind of went, went with the flow and I didn't ask him why I was being taken out or yeah. anything like that. And uh, just got to reception and I saw my mum there. Oh, and gosh. The first thing I thought was, oh, maybe uh, my nanny's died, her mum. Yeah. And then that's when she said that um, dad had died. Oh. You know, and that's just the, the last thing you expect to hear. Yeah, definitely. Just gone to school like any other day, you know, not really worrying about anything when you're that age, are you? And then just to be hit with that, that news must have been so traumatic. Do you remember your reaction at all or is it do you not really remember it is quite blurry to be honest yeah. I remember yeah. obviously being so shocked and so so upset um and just so confused mm. and then we we drove to my brother's school well we didn't drive um my mum my mum's best friends drove us to my brother's school and then mm. The same happened with my brother Max and he came out and I saw my mum tell my brother which was I can remember his face now it's you're just yeah yeah, I'm sure you both know the face I'm talking about just yeah complete like devastation absolutely yeah looking back well when we think back to it um, it was um 
it was yeah it was Tuesday the 4th of May that he died and the day before mm-hmm. was um, a bank holiday Monday and um, he'd been mowing the lawn and I think he told mum that he like felt a little bit a bit, a bit unwell potentially but he just came back he finished mowing the lawn came back in and then he didn't say anything about it like it just went on as a normal a normal day mm-hmm. so that's the only sign that we had when we look back that there was something wrong but other than that nothing before then wow and how old was your dad uh he was 51 so yeah just so young again just like not mm. you just wouldn't expect it with you but I suppose that's that's kind of how it is with with heart attacks you know they're not they do come out of the blue and they do impact people without any warning. Mm. So at the time when you lost your dad, had you, did you have much support with your friends in school? You know, what was the reaction? I've always had really close, good friends. And mm. um, my mum has always, was always really sociable and, and their friends were really su- supportive. We, we knew, we knew them well, like their, yeah. um, her friends, if that makes sense. Um, so we did have a lot of people like rally around us I do remember going back into school I can't remember how how many days it was after or weeks or whatever but and obviously people not knowing how to react Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. sort of like giving me a hug and acting like maybe saying the odd sentence but not knowing what else to say but I definitely felt supported yeah it was it was a weird time because it was May I was I was and I was 16 it was my GCSEs (laughs) Oh my gosh, of course. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, um, like you must have just been starting your, like, your exams. That's such awful timing, awful <laughs> thing. It, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, the best timing. Well, I mean, um, it's never a good time for your no, dad to drop dead, is it? But... It's not. <laughs> no. Um, but bizarrely, um, well, as I said, I've always been a good student and I've been revising hard and everything. And they yeah. did, the, the school did give me the option to just take my predicted grades. Really? But yeah, which, which you know, if, if my, my university degree said now, oh, would you like to take your predicted grades? I'd say, absolutely, thank you, yeah. goodbye. <laughs> Whereas back then I said, no, I'd like to do them. Oh, bless you. Um, so, so I did. Um, wow, How did you get on? Yeah, I did well. Um, I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. I think I got one or two A stars and the rest were A's and B's. Oh, very casual. Just dropping a couple <laughs> of A stars. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened after so after that, you know, you finished your GCSEs, did you go on and do your A levels then? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um yeah, I went straight to A levels at the same school. So you kind of continued with that support? yeah yeah I just carried on with the with the plan and, and and that's what I wanted to do that was I've I always wanted to go to university mainly because my my mum and dad never went to uni um but my mum my mum's two sisters um went to university and they had the best time and my mum used to visit them and just have the best time so she wanted mm. to have the best time not necessarily I mean that she obviously wanted me to be well educated as well but really she just <laughs> wanted me to have fun so um yeah that's I just wanted to yeah go down that path so it must have been when you were uh, um undergraduate that your mum died is that right yeah I submitted my last piece of work end of May and then she died on the 6th of June wow um so it was just at the end of the when I'd finished my degree yeah 
Gosh, that's really difficult. And you've got those two anniversaries quite close together. I mean, those two months must just be really heavy every year. Yeah, it, I think they are. And um, uh, I have uh, their birthdays as well in July. Uh, my my, my um, dad was born on the 4th of July. My mum was born on the 6th of July. So. Oh, wow. So <laughs> those three months are really, are really heavy ones. That's interesting. My, my dad actually died on the 7th of June. So oh. it'll be sad around the same time, so I'm sure. We will. <laughs> yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about, you know, losing both of your parents at, by the age of 21 is is in, like it's insane mm. what would you say were or have been the kind of darkest steps of, of those days that, since they've passed um I would say I would I would say that people would probably assume it would be um around the times that they died and obviously they were horrific but I think that you're you're in so much shock that you can't really believe it's happened. Yeah. Um, that the darkest times for me um, were a couple of years later. So as I say, yeah, my mum died in 2015, mm -hmm. and then I started my um, undergraduate following September 2016, and then as the months went on, I could I noticed changes in myself and. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was diagnosed with depression a few months later. And that's really, yeah, that's that's when like the darker times kind of set in. Yeah, definitely. And I think especially when you have, you're dealing with these sudden deaths, you know, as you say, the first, you know, year to two years, you're really just not aware of what's going on around you. You're just, you're just in so much shock and you're just sort of, on in autopilot like plodding along not really yeah. knowing what you're doing and then it, and then it sort of hits you and yeah you you know get really low so when when you got diagnosed with depression what sort of things were you doing to help yourself and is that still something that you struggle with now yeah unfortunately it is uh, the things that I do well so as I said I got diagnosed and yeah. um to begin with I said I'll start by going uh, seeking help from the university counselling service yeah. um, I did have some uh, counselling when my dad died and I've always been really open to talking and everything so I was very happy to like seek that again yeah I went to the counselling service and to be honest I because I'd gone through losing my dad yeah. I kind of thought I was open I kind of thought oh this is just not just depression but I thought it was more about depression rather than the grief I thought oh I can I've had it once I, I can deal yeah. with grief this is something yeah. different um but when I spoke to the counsellor she offered me um some courses they're like peer like group group courses run by a counsellor with other people going through the same thing which were really helpful and she said um there's the uh low moods course and the bereavement and loss course so I said oh, yeah. I think the the low mood course would be good and she she said I think the bereavement and loss course would be and I said <laughs> um well maybe but I think I'm okay with that yeah yeah and then I said okay well I may as well just be booked onto both like why not mm. and and actually yeah I'm so glad that I I did I did go along to that because it was just the first time that I'd spoken to people that could really relate to what I'd gone through and it was incredibly helpful 
so what sort of stuff were you doing on those courses or was it just sort of you know meeting other other people and talking through within your own means um so as I say it was yeah led by a counsellor so it was was four weeks for an hour or two um and they kind of talked they kind of educated us about bereavement and loss and things obviously nobody experiences the same thing but things that you experience and that kind of thing and then at the end of each session we'd have the chance to talk amongst ourselves I know one week we had the opportunity to bring in a photo and and show each other who we'd lost so that was kind of like a way to break the ice yeah and then after that course had finished they have the moving on group where if you want to keep in contact with the people that you'd met the people that had previously gone to they they led that support group uh so the counselor is no longer there but you can still go along um i think it was every week or every two weeks um just to yeah meet continue meeting people that have been through the same thing that's so nice i think one of the things that um well i certainly have discovered and i think we've discovered through doing this podcast is that you know the one thing that we're all looking for as grievers is to find the people that we click with and i think that's why the grief community on on social media and and things have really taken off because you once you find your people you feel like you can kind of start to properly process um that loss because i think before it's so it's just so unknown yeah so I think it's nice just to find that common ground and know that like oh you're having weird dreams I'm having weird dreams oh you want to eat pizzas every day for the rest <laughs> of your life me too like <laughs> I mean this is why me and Alice are really good friends now <laughs> ham and pineapple pizzas is actually one of the things that we bonded over first oh um, really <laughs> As well as the death of our dad, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you've talked a little bit, I know, about um, sort of how your lifestyle has been affected, but would you mind sort of sharing with us, you know, the the things in which you've had to overcome since since dealing with these bereavements? Yeah, the main sort of things that I experienced with depression, I, my sleeping pattern just went out the window, even if I was extremely tired I couldn't sleep or I would or um if I'd go to I tried to go to sleep but thoughts would just be going around my head so I'd just you know watch Netflix until I was absolutely exhausted and then I'd just pass out so that I wouldn't have to have those thoughts um so then obviously the next day is sort of ruined and you're in that kind of vicious cycle and I've always been really sociable and to be honest it kind of depends where I am at with my depression because sometimes I've definitely been guilty of making all the plans in the world (laughs) so that (laughs) I can just completely avoid my thoughts and avoid the things I need to do and just have fun but then other times I guess I've just got like um on the upper on the other end of the spectrum and I just want to stay in bed I don't I don't want to speak to anyone haven't got the energy to and yeah I um have I think I've always loved food I've always been a foodie um even like on the day that my mum died before she died but we knew it was it 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 wasn't looking good 
no everyone else said oh I can't possibly eat a thing mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I can like I've always yeah. just really um, seeked comfort from food um, yeah. so that's what I started doing and then I like started struggling with binge eating and yeah that has been really really hard to overcome because you seek the food for comfort but then mm. after you've had the food you then get feelings of like shame and disgust and it's mm. just a vicious circle yeah definitely it's, it's like emotional eating isn't it stress eating emotional yeah. eating yeah and um yeah it's really hard to do and also just going back to what you were saying about how um, you've either got like a jam-packed diary of trying to escape your thoughts and escape your mind or struggling to stay in bed I think what's really difficult is that there's no set amount of you know you don't know how much you should be doing of which one (laughs) it's so difficult it's like you can't win can you because if you're just keeping yourself really busy and you know maybe pushing down these feelings and it comes back to bite you in the bum but if you're just staying in bed you know you're not going out and doing all the socializing it's just like how do you you know how do you win how are you going to get by it it's so hard I know I think it really is um much easier said than done to like have a balance well for me especially I I do find it hard to find a balance yeah definitely and how would you say that your depression's been in the past 12 months obviously we've we've been in such an unusual situation you know being in lockdown and stuff has that made things worse for you strangely i think it's actually made it better um, i'm glad to hear that thank you um yeah i think it was sort of coincidence i think that my mental health was sort of improving um just before the lockdown and um, I just joined Slimming World for the final time, uh, like a month or so before. And so I had a bit of um, control over my food. So I was in, the, I was in the, the right mind frame. And I think not being able to jam pack my weekends with lots of fun activities made me yeah. like look after myself more. Um, 100%. As I say, just doing the, the little things, you know, eating appropriately trying to sort my my sleep my sleep out taking the dog for a walk just the little things so I am I am glad that yeah my mindset was a bit better just before the lockdown and I think that for a lot of people the last 12 months has been like the first time that so many of us have actually had to sit still and kind of sit with our thoughts and not be able to you know like keep yourself busy like you just said Mm. and I know personally I was the first person to be like right let's go for a glass of wine this Wednesday night let's go to the pub on this Thursday let's go for a walk on this Friday (laughs) so constantly meeting up with different groups of people and like you know really exhausting all of my energy yeah and I was avoiding the fact that my dad was dying as much as I could you know I was really trying to run away from it and then the fact that he died in the middle of lockdown kind of helped me because I was like okay well now I have to kind of deal with this now (laughs) like this is my life and I can't just plan around it and it kind of helped that the rest of the world was grieving in a way like uh, everybody else is quiet everybody else knows Mm. some element of loss even if it's kind of disenfranchised or you know ambiguous loss and they've lost 
you know the social side of their life they've mm. lost something this year and so they kind of feel a little bit more empathetic yeah that makes sense um you one of the questions that we asked you about before um or one of the things that you said that you'd be happy to discuss was about signs and symbols so i love signs and symbols i'm like the (laughs) queen of talking to robins as people know if they listen to the podcast on a regular basis um and i'd love to hear about what signs and symbols you kind of associate with your loved ones uh, yes, uh, the one that sprung to mind was, I can't remember which Christmas it was, but it was after my mum had died and I, uh, I, was, I was with me and my brother and I opened a present from my auntie, my mum's sister, and it's a pretty like wooden uh, angel wings that you can just hang up in your bedroom or wherever you'd like. I opened it and I, I showed my brother and I went, oh, isn't that lovely? Because I just... I just knew that my my auntie had sent that in Mm. like thinking that um think having mum in mind and then when I said oh isn't that lovely I've got goosebumps now saying it um I had um we have a canvas uh in our in our sitting room where we were sat and it fell off the wall oh my gosh (laughs) and this canvas you know it's, it's never fallen off the wall before not a frequent occurrence (laughs) (laughs) exactly um and the way that to get off the to get it off the wall you have to like lift it up physically off the hook and then bring it down and me and my brother just looked at each other and said okay that was uh weird Mm. um but also comforting I think because it was Christmas day and I think because it happened when I got that gift of the angel wings yeah definitely yeah so that that was that was nice yeah that's crazy I mean the fact it just came off the wall you must have been and the fact you still get goosebumps now like I love that and this is the thing with these signs and symbols or weird stuff happening that's unexplainable it is just like it is bizarre but it is really comforting Mm, it is my mum actually loved sign and symbols from my dad I just remember we um it could have happened before dad died we maybe didn't notice but I I feel like we really noticed when he died that um that the lights would flicker a lot I remember and it would happen at at weird times and we'd all look at each other and and I'd go oh that's creepy but I I, I liked it but I said oh that's creepy and my mum just went no 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 it's not creepy (laughs) she said (laughs) and then she said um because my dad was called Nick and she said Nick if you're listening it's not creepy we like it (laughs) because I think she didn't want him to think if it was him you know a a sign from him or maybe I won't do that because they think it's scary so Mm. she wanted to reassure him (laughs) to um to continue doing whatever he was doing (laughs) that's so lovely yeah yeah it's it's nice and I don't know if you two have discussed or have been to visit uh, one yourself um like a psychic medium I've not been to one I don't know if Lucy has um we went to like one of those kind of group readings um but oh. like years and years and years ago when my uncle suddenly died and we went to this one which was kind of in a theater mm. and there was a woman called gosh what's her name Sally something Sally medium she was like she had a big tv show and stuff what, psychic Sally psychic oh, yeah. Sally. <laughs> yeah 
sorry I should have known that really but <laughs> <laughs> kind of the clues in the name but <laughs> yeah we went to we went to one of her shows and it was like really surreal and she talked about wow she picked people out of the crowd basically with with different readings and mm. it was a bit spooky um but I've not been to one for my dad have you been to one yeah I've been to a few and yeah I've gone to like the group ones when it's been like in like a theatre and then I've also had a a couple one-on-ones and yeah for example in the in the theatres you're kind of sat there and you're I'm saying in my head like oh please mum and dad like come through if you can and and if they don't it's obviously really disheartening you've got if you do want to go along you've kind of got to think I'm just going because it will be like a nice experience and if they don't come through they don't come through it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything but I have over the years had things which have been have had things which have been said which have been quite specific just one thing that I remember was when dad died the psychic said he he want, he just wanted to say that he really well on sorry um for his funeral uh, me my mum and my brother put each put a rose on his coffin mm. and he he also had um, other flowers but we just put a rose on at the end before the curtain closed and um and apparently she had the message to say that he really liked the touch that we put um roses on the coffin um, a rose each on the coffin Wow. Um, that's, so, that's so nice do you know yeah. when I when we went to the group one and like you were saying you know you're sat there saying in your head like come on like come and tell me a message like let me know that you're there and you mm. kind of don't want to say it out loud because like I was saying to my mum what if there's like plants in the in the audience who can hear, yeah. hear us saying oh, I wonder if Uncle Philip's going to come through today and somebody's going to go <laughs> and then somebody's going to say hey Sally they just talked about an Uncle Philip will you talk about an Uncle Philip <laughs> <laughs> now I think that's ridiculous but I love I do like I am intrigued by mediums I'm really like intrigued by um kind of the spiritual side of the afterlife and and Mm. and you know whether people can actually tap into the energy um and I don't know if you listened to Rebecca's episode a couple of weeks ago but she um talks a lot about kind of spiritually healing and she does a lot of kind of connection work with her brother through spirit who she lost um, and it's really interesting. I mean, it sounds fascinating and she's clearly dedicated her life to it. And I think when it's done properly, it's so magical. Absolutely. Yeah, I was yeah so intrigued hearing about that. It really is fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of leads me on to my next question, actually, for you, which is a little bit about the kind of connection with your parents and how you you know continue that connection with them and how you celebrate them on like birthdays and anniversaries yeah so if I I mean obviously I always want to feel closer to them but if I'm having a particular day where I'd really like to feel close to them I normally stick on like some of their favorite music because that is something that we like really shared together Um, what kind of stuff will you put on so my mum was a huge Robbie Williams and Tom Jones (laughs) fan yes Yes. Robbie Williams, love that. <laughs> <laughs> like huge. Yeah. Um, and That's a classic mum like 
classic mum thing to like, isn't it, Robbie Williams? <laughs> and Tom Jones. I'm sorry. Can we just have a moment to recognise how much of a mum thing Tom Jones is as well? Such <laughs> a mum thing. Yeah, so those were her two favourites. And I think her, like, fangirling of of uh, Robbie and Tom, because we're on, you know, first name basis, um, <laughs> has kind of sparked my kind of fangirling of, like, boy bands uh... from when I was younger to now. I'm um, an Ollie Murs fan and a McFly fan. and um, Oh, yeah, I love McFly. Yeah. <laughs> and my mum loved Ollie too. So we mm. we went to, we went like every tour that there was, we we went to see him together. It was like our little day out. Aww. And um, it's really nice because my auntie, um, my mum's uh, sister, which she's continued that um, like tradition with me because she loves Ollie too so we, we so do nice. have that nice little day out it, it is so nice um, and then with my dad he was sort of like into kind of a bit more like rock kind of like country kind of music it's this is not a typical uh, thing that you'd you'd think that a dad would be into but he <laughs> liked um, Kelly Clarkson and Avril Lavigne <laughs> Kelly Clarkson, I was not expecting you to no. say that. He, I love that. <laughs> he did like other sort of like, you know, traditional kind of things you think of, but I just, because I like those two, I stick them yeah. on. And um, Kelly my... Clarkson, I mean, that's a great thing to like just sing along to and cry to as well. You know, you can really get into that. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, me and my dad went to see uh, Kelly Clarkson, Avril Lavigne, and on our, um, when he drive me to drive me to things we'd, we'd have the kelly clarkson album on and he, he'd know all the lyrics that's so, so, yeah. so nice that's so lovely in fact one of the questions that we sometimes ask our guests on the podcast is um like talking about a favorite memory and I, i'm guessing that going to these gigs with your parents are probably up there with your favorite memories of them because i mean that just sounds like so much fun oh yeah they're definitely definitely up there i would say also um some of my favorite memories are family holidays yeah. um we i think our, yeah our last three family holidays we went on we went to as a four were to italy and they were such a such a treat and it was just beautiful location beautiful hotels and we just had such a nice time as a family um my dad had his own business so he worked a lot of hours so it was it really meant a lot that we could have yeah. some quality family time together yeah that's so special one of the other things that I wanted to talk to you about and like I just want to point out as well I feel like you're the queen of like groups and resources because you've spoken to me about um the new normal charity before and yeah um which I've still not managed to go to <laughs> <laughs> but obviously you're a host for let's talk about loss yes how do you find that like being part of a group but that seems like it's quite a big thing in your in your grief like finding other people who has been through the same thing because obviously that's what let's talk about loss is about yeah no it definitely is yeah so I I found out about let's talk about loss when I was part of that course at uni the bereavement and loss group and I watched the documentary um with George Shelley and that's when oh, I found yeah. out. Yeah. So then I looked into it and went onto the Instagram and and saw that Beth was looking for more hosts. And so yeah, just contacted her and yeah, that's when I moved back home. So 
me, Tina and Phoebe are the hosts in Cambridge. And we had a couple of in-person meetups and then obviously lockdown happened. But um, it's it really has been I've, I've found the grief community and the different grief groups like invaluable. I think they're so helpful. And I really like helping other people and encouraging yeah. them to speak or attend if they want to obviously it's not for everyone yeah but because I found it so helpful I really want to kind of spread the word about it definitely do you know I actually met somebody fairly recently through let's talk about loss and um, it was her first meetup and she didn't really know much about the grief community and I remember we ended up talking afterwards and had a few phone calls and stuff like that and um I sort of said to her I was like oh what sort of accounts do you follow on Instagram like what grief accounts and she was like what do you mean and I was like oh my god there's a whole world out there <laughs> and I was, really so, is. I was so excited to like tell her about it and for her to discover it and then for like weeks and weeks after she was just messaging me like oh my gosh like I cannot believe there's all this stuff out there on Instagram because it's it's just insane the amount of like accounts and people and stuff that you find there yeah I think once you find it then you found it like it just there's there's so many resources out there once you know about them I think one of the most amazing things as well is that people who were bereaved years and years ago are finding these groups now you know there's people I know in the let's talk about loss group who are bereaved in childhood who are attending meetups now with you know the same people who lost somebody in the last six months or you know the the community like the Instagram community wasn't there because mm. well Instagram didn't exist you know 10 plus years ago but I think it's amazing that it's bringing people like letting people explore their grief later on in life you know it's not like you were bereaved and now you have to grieve and then you get on with the rest of your life it's like if you didn't grieve 10 years ago that's okay but like it's also okay to now open that book and start that kind of healing start that kind of process absolutely tina and phoebe the other two cambridge hosts uh they both lost their mum when they were seven and eight and now they're in their late 20s and yeah I think they didn't really uh, grieve. I went, I'm going to say grieve properly, but I don't mean that. I hope that kind of makes sense. They didn't address their grief maybe as much as yeah. they are now. And there really isn't like a, an expiry date of grief. If you don't yeah. address it, you know, after a few years, 20 years, however many years, it, you can always still seek help. Yeah, you can always go back and sort of revisit it and... <laughs> yeah look at it from a different way I guess Mm. would you say that like stuff like let's talk about loss and the Instagram community has been your biggest help or has there been other things that have helped you on your journey that's quite significant I probably would say it has been my biggest help I I have been I incredibly lucky I do have such a supportive family and and friends who are always more than happy to listen to me if I if I need them to and I'm I am really yeah grateful for that but um I think it probably helps that I that I am um, a part of this these groups so it's sort of a more accessible way for them to kind of ask how I'm doing because they can say oh have you had a meet recently or how did it go it is quite an easy way to kind of bring it up into conversation 
Yeah, and I think kind of being transparent about it, I've actually had quite a few people reaching out to me who maybe I haven't spoken to since I was in school saying, like, thanks for sharing that thing about grief because I've sent it on to my friend who's dealing with something or Mm. it makes me think about my grief or now I feel like I can talk to you about it when I'm going through it because I know that there's going to be a time when I'm going to be in the same shoes as you. And you kind of make yourself more approachable that way. And I think people don't realize the power of just sharing something about grief on social media because it just gets people thinking yeah I think it it just normalizes it doesn't it you know if someone if someone said to me oh what did you do last night um you know maybe a few years ago I'd feel a bit apprehensive about saying oh I um went to a grief group because they might automatically assume that it was like really sad and I was just crying myself to sleep Mm -hmm. or something. Whereas actually, obviously there are sad times, but there are times that I'm like really laughing with other people (laughs) um, about, about things, about memories and about different pieces of grief. You know, it's the old saying of um, I'll laugh or or I'll cry. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's interesting as well because I think unless you're you know in the club for maybe lack of better words but you know unless you've experienced a bereavement it can be really hard to find you know to be able to sit in those happy memories with somebody who's going through it who's experienced that loss whereas Mm. when somebody else has experienced the loss and they can talk about the memories that they have of that person fondly and you can sit together and you know, explore those memories and laugh about them. There is a lot of vulnerability in that situation because although you're smiling, you know, it's obviously through some sadness, Mm. but for somebody who's never experienced a loss like that, it's quite hard to have that picture on it. Like they don't want to like overstep the mark or say the wrong thing. Um, Next week's episode, or actually last week's episode, I think (laughs) it'll be, We've done a special episode about um, friends and how friends can help. You've obviously got some really great friends. So I do. would you mind telling us, you know, like a one key tip for friends to be able to take from the lessons from that you've had from yours? Well, I think it's just from speaking to other people who have said that they don't have the friends support that they would like, that I've realised how lucky I am to have their support. Um, yeah. obviously I've, I've always known that I've had good friends but um, I think I just took for granted that everybody sort of had that support um, and I know that some people have um, have found that their their friends might sort of disappear and maybe that's yeah. not in a they don't mean to do it in like a malicious way they don't know what to say or anything like that but I think and I know that it can be incredibly hard to know what to say to people, but I would say, yeah, if you if you know someone who's grieving, be there for them, whether it's just, you don't have to necessarily address their grief. You know, you could just check in, how are you doing? Oh, have you watched this on Netflix? Just be, yeah. just continue to be there. And I have a few friends, I can be quite bad at replying to messages and I really appreciate the ones that you know they don't mind to double message yeah and yeah it's just continuing um to be there for me like I, I know that they are there for me yeah definitely I think you know from what you've just said then it's just 
continuing to include you and like just being a bit understanding and, and forgiving. You know, I've really, really enjoyed this chat today. It's, I feel like it's been a really good episode. And I was just wondering to finish things up if there if you had some words of wisdom or some advice for anybody who is grieving I would say to seek the help that is out there because it is out there and then you'll know that you're you're not alone grief is incredibly hard but if you find people that have gone through similar things it does make it that little bit easier and there is a community to support you thank you for listening to this episode of the grief sofa podcast please subscribe rate and review to help us reach new listeners if you have enjoyed listening and would like to join us on the grief sofa please get in touch on instagram at the grief sofa or email us the at gmail.com